Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Big stories. Big guests. The big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, you want to talk about law of laws and gouging. I mean, my local superstore charges me for plastic bags. I think they're making up pretty good on that. When are we going to investigate that? Although at least plastic bags are an option. And I should know when I go to uh, that store that I, I could bring my own bags. Maybe the bags I get for free at other stores and use those for my groceries. But in some jurisdictions, uh, they want to go even further. Montreal becoming the first major Canadian city to ban single-use plastic bags altogether. Now, probably calling them single-use is a misnomer because you can bring them back to the store you got them or to a different store. You can use them in your home. You can use them when you're walking your dog. There's a lot of things you can do with them. So what are we hoping to accomplish by banning plastic bags? And if we don't have plastic bags and we're using something else, are the alternatives really any better? Well, it turns out when you dig below the surface, the, the case for banning plastic bags is pretty weak. And that's what our next guest found. Uh, he wrote a chapter on the subject for a new book just recently put out by the Merkdis Center at George Mason University. The book is called For Your Own Good. Frank Stevenson. Professor of Economics at Berry College in Georgia. He joins us on the line here this afternoon. Professor Stevenson, welcome to the program. Great. Thank you for having me. I mean, I guess the fact that, that you uh, were compelled to write about this suggests that we're, we're hearing a lot of this right across North America, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Bag, uh, bag bans and bag taxes are becoming uh, much more common than they used to be. They were sort of very nascent in the, the 1990s. You had a little grumbling, you had a little rumbling here, and a little rumbling there, and now they're now they're spreading uh, spreading quite rapidly to a number of different uh, different cities, and they, there are even a couple of states now that have uh, bans in place. And I guess on the surface, to people, it, it almost seems logical that these these bags are made with plastic. We want to reduce our use of plastic or needlessly throwing plastic uh, into the garbage. But uh, once we dig a little deeper on on this issue, what are the problems that that we run into? Right. So the, the people who are against uh, plastic bags and, and propose to either ban them or tax them generally have two concerns. One is litter, and the other is that they contribute to carbon emissions. And we can uh, sort of touch on those uh, one by one, if you like. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the problem on the, on the litter front is, uh, sure, bags are occasionally part of the litter that one sees on the, the roadway or the street or something like that. But when people have actually done studies uh, that actually go and, and survey litter, they go pick up you know, 10,000 pieces of trash and say this is a pop can and this is a beer bottle and, and so forth, bags are a very small part of, of this. Okay? And so my argument is that taxing bags or banning bags alone, as opposed to things like fast food wrappers, which, are, which appear much more commonly uh, along the roadside or drink cups or things like that, is just a very selective taxation or a very selective uh, application of of the concern about litter to uh, to bags. 
Now, on, on the emissions side of things, and as you say, that's that's another argument that's put forward. Uh, is is there any connection or any evidence to suggest that there's a significant contribution to emissions from plastic bags? No, no. So, so look, there's, there's a grain of truth in the sense that bags are made from petroleum derivatives. Okay, mm-hmm. but the it, the very lightweight nature of bags uh, should tell you, uh, tell people who are familiar with them, or should indicate to people who are familiar with them that they. They, you know, there's not a lot of petroleum there. They're, they're remarkably uh, strong for being so very lightweight, and that's one of the one of the great you know, efficiency measures of them, if you want to put it that way, about bags. And it, and so it turns out that if if one starts banning or taxing plastic bags to try to get people to use other things, they almost inevitably will lead to people doing things that involve greater levels of emissions. Okay, for example. The sort of common nice green thing to do is to take cloth bags to the store. Okay, mm-hmm. cloth bags people have figured out require about a hundred uses to be equivalent to uh, uh, to or that they're equivalent. The amount of carbon that goes into making them is equivalent to about one hundred of the so-called single-use plastic bags that people are trying to ban or tax. And of course, that ignores the fact that paper bag that these I'm sorry these reusable cloth bags are supposed to be washed, and so their carbon emissions running them through the washing machine, the energy, and so forth theirs as well. And so they're they're a particularly bad deal. And of course, lots of people forget them or lose them, and very few people may actually use them a hundred times before having to get a new set or something like that. And so, it's almost inevitable uh, that I mean, there are many other things people could do. Of course, people can. Uh, switch to paper bags, but paper bags are also more carbon intensive than are these so, so-called single-use plastic bags. You know, it's interesting, too, because there seems to be an assumption here that we'll go to the grocery store, the supermarket, we'll get our groceries in the plastic bag, we'll bring it home, uh, and then we'll throw the, the bag in the trash. But I guess one of the points you make is that, you know, these, these bags are actually quite practical, and people do use them for, for different purposes. Yeah, yeah, and so the calling them single use, I think, is is really uh, not a not a correct label. And, and I can give you, I can you know, a, a, a quick little aside as an anecdote. Back when I that, that illustrates this point, back in my bachelor days, I used these things as, as trash can liners, and right. would just take my trash out and wouldn't have to buy regular regular you know, tall kitchen trash bags that you know that. Uh, many folks are familiar with, of course, in, in their houses. And so uh, what happened, and, and, and my little anecdote is, is borne out in a broader way, when uh, when bags have been banned, people have done things like scanner studies of supermarkets and areas that have banned so-called single-use bags and things like the glad bags and the hefty bags, the big full-fledged trash bags, have started being used, uh, you know, the, the purchases of those have gone up. And so apparently these so-called single-use bags get used quite a bit. And, you, and people are, who, who are familiar with them, of course, can think of many things they use them for. They're, you know, they're convenient. They fit in a pocket easily to, to, when you're walking your dog to clean up after your dog. They, yeah. they work as you know, little trash can liners, like I, like I mentioned. You take some sweaty things to and from the gym before or after a workout. So there are lots and lots of uses for these things. And what happens is when they're banned or taxed, people substitute something else that's almost always more carbon intensive, these thicker, heavier, traditional trash bags, for example. Well, it makes you wonder then why this has become such a, a an attractive policy measure, but at least for, for some groups and, and politicians, because, uh, you know, there doesn't seem to be a lot of convincing evidence that this, this is a wise strategy. Right. Well, so lots of policy comes from a combination of what uh, what uh, political economists call bootleggers and Baptists. Okay, there's some 
the uh, it goes back to to uh, old times here in the perhaps in the more in the states than in Canada perhaps where uh, there was there was a coalition against uh, like Sunday alcohol sales the the so-called Baptists were people who opposed drinking on moral grounds and bootleggers were people who uh, proposed alcohol being legally sold because it provided them a lucrative black market. Well, if you apply sort of similar sort of moral concern, co- you know, part of a coalition wedded to a self-interested part, you can see that at play in some of the in some of the places that bag bans and taxes have been enacted. There have been some some well-meaning but but probably misguided folks or well-intended but misguided folks uh, in, who have opposed them on environmental grounds. And if and if they think through some of these unintended consequences, they you know they might they they should probably reconsider. But but folks who are think you know, bags are, are genuinely harmful and just haven't considered the alternatives. And then there are also people, though, that, or, or entities who are trying to ban or tax bags because they can, they can make out better. And, uh, California recently went through a very high-profile referendum in terms of uh, banning bags statewide. And some of the big campaign contributors in, in favor of the bag ban referendum were people who made bags that would be legally allowable, sort of thicker thicker bags, oddly enough, more carbon-intensive bags, but considered green and reusable bags. And so there were a number of, of outfits that thought they would be, would be better off who advocated bag bans at the same time as there were folks who, out of moral concerns, perhaps misguided concerns about the, the nature of the environmental harm associated with bags, advocated for banning them as well. well some really important points to consider. Professor Stevenson, we'll leave it there. Again, thanks so much for making some time here today. Really appreciate the insight. Great. Thank you for having me. There you go. That's uh, Frank Stevenson, the Henry Gund Professor of Economics, Barry College in Georgia, also chaired the Department of Economics uh, and his contributing chapter on this topic. The book is called For Your Own Good, Taxes, Paternalism, and Fiscal Discrimination in the 21st Century, uh, the Mercatus Center at George Mason University. So he's saying the alternatives are really no better. And it's a misnomer to call these single-use bags uh, that... There's problems with paper bags, cardboard boxes, even the Costco in some stores use, or these cloth bags. And I get that there's an issue right now with recycling any plastic product because China's not buying the stuff at the moment. But you can recycle plastic bags. And, yeah, a lot of these stores that have plastic bags also have a place where you can drop them off to be recycled. But people use them in their homes, use them uh, in in the the garbage cans, in their, their kitchens or bathrooms, use it to pick up after the dog, use it to carry stuff around, use it to bring their lunch in. And if they don't have these, they're going to go and buy plastic bags somewhere else. So I, I don't get it. And this text here says the alternative is to cut down trees so we can make paper bags. Yeah, there's obviously problems with that approach, too. I mean, ideally, we, we get to a point where we could make these biodegradable. Because I get that there's an issue. I mean, plastic bags are just part of it, right? And there's all kinds of issues with plastic and plastic ending up in the ocean. And yeah, that, that's a problem. I don't deny that. I don't think we're solving anything by banning plastic bags. 974-8255 is our number here today. Uh, still to come, we're going to find out uh, how the Calgary Board of Education is attempting to, to tackle the issue of mental health in kids, or at least be part of a solution that would involve Alberta Health Services, obviously would involve well, parents as well. So we'll talk about that coming up later on. Some time for your calls and your texts, some other issues to get to as well. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.